What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to uh, Bored to Death, uh, a board game and tabletop gaming and Grim Reaper cosplay tutorial blog podcast. Grim Reaper tutorial cosplay blog. Did I mix those words around? Yes. You got the outfit? You got the robe? Yeah. Wow. Where you been hiding it? Maybe your scythe? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Is that, that's, what, that's what it is, right? Yeah. We do have those t-shirts coming with Grim Reapers on them, mm -hmm. but it's usually the Grim Reaper with a cat, so yeah, that's going to be cool. Cute, spooky. Cute and spooky. Anyway, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And yeah, you're here because somebody else confused you and um, uh, you accidentally wound up here, or you really like board games like we do. Or you just like us. Some of you listen and don't really play board games, which I understand. I don't. I mean, I don't know why. Well, we know why they don't like board games. I have one person in mind. Yeah. Hey, Brittany. Yeah, well, you should <laughs> play them because they're fun. They are fun. We're here to tell you why. Yeah, we do a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, today we're going to talk about game components while John stares off, off into the oblivion, <laughs> uh, thinking about that statement a little further. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so... Yeah. What do we mean by game components, John? Uh, it's all the shit that comes in a box. Like, literally everything. You, all the stuff. You crack open the cellophane, you, you bust open the top of it, and it's literally everything in the box. It's the stuff you punch out, it's tokens, it's game pieces, it's the player board. boards, the board itself, dice. Cards. Anything that comes in the box, right? And, coins. Yeah, I said coins. Oh, I wasn't listening. Shotter. <laughs> please yeah um and it's funny that you don't really think about stuff like that because we're so ingrained to like think of monopoly it's like oh it has that shit paper that stuff that rips yeah Ugh. ah i hate that i hate that, that paper that's one of the worst parts of playing that stupid game mm -hmm. is the paper money i feel like i'm always gonna rip it or you know the fact that it's a shit game in general well yeah i mean we should do a whole episode about why monopoly sucks yeah, it's a lot of time. I think we could do it. Yeah. But, and then now, like, they have a Monopoly where you have the fucking, the credit card swiper. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just trying to ruin kids' like brains. ATM, basically. Yeah, exactly. My personal favorite, see, we could go on about this, is the uh, Ms. Monopoly. You know, we remember we picked this up at Target, and I said, do you see this sexist bullshit oh, yeah, and it's on like, the back oh. of this game? Oh, uh, Mr. Monopoly's niece is ready to go out and get her own job and have her own money and all this other <laughs> bullshit. And it's like, oh, you invented the chocolate chip cookie recipe. Have $500. I don't know. Some garbage like that. The game looks like pure trash. Yeah. And it's sexist. And please don't buy it for anyone you know. Yeah. Don't yeah, get see, Monopoly. Fuck see, Monopoly. We could do a whole, I could talk about this one for a while. Yeah. So we could do this Monopoly episode. I don't even know if we have a copy of Monopoly somewhere. I think sure we have like, as hell don't. I think we have like Star Wars Monopoly as like a joke or something. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if we did, we got rid of it. Don't give us that shit, please. Yeah, I mean, I know we have a copy of Candyland in the house. Uh, uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that might be it because that's uh, Brittany wanted to have yeah, something also, available you, to Brittany. her. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> went to play yeah, when we, she came over. We needed something for her skill level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still have it yeah it didn't wind up in the goodwill box all right so we're essentially here to talk about all the shit that comes inside of a board game not board games themselves or how they play because that's for subsequent conversations but like like why the things inside the box matter yeah like i feel like when you know when you spend a lot of money on something you want it to feel good right like Especially if you're going to sit and you're going to be playing with these pieces for an hour, two hours, however, or over and over again. You want it to just, like, feel quality. You don't want it to feel cheap in your hands. Yeah. And it's... I feel like that rings true, especially for, like... We have such a wide variety of different games, but a lot of games are just card-based, right? Mm hmm So you want something that... If it's not, like, a cheaply made card... That's that you yourself have to go mm -hmm. and like buy card protectors for. Yeah. Because we've done that. Yeah, I hate having to do that. Then like what's what's the point, right? You're mm -hmm. charging money for people to get something. And even if it's like a few extra dollars when somebody's already spending twenty or thirty dollars 
or forty or fifty dollars on a board game. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's on the onus of the developers and the publishers to be like, don't don't rip people off, right? Like, don't don't treat people like they're chumps. And then it's like, oh, you have like this game and it looks really cool, and you can't tell how things are before you open the box up. You can't play test it if you're buying it from, uh, you know, a non board game shop that'll let you do that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, especially, like you were saying, like, if it's a card-based game, you want the cards to feel good, right? Like, if that's literally the only component that you have in a game, and you cheaped out on making those cards, that makes me real mad. Yeah, because it's like, you you own it, and it's like, ugh. You feel like it's going to fall apart. You Mm -hmm. shuffle stuff that gets bent and fucked up. Yeah, I hate that. I was thinking, as you were saying that, like, um, we'll talk about this game a little bit more later, but... Um, we just started playing a card game called Caffeine Hit, and we literally opened it up, and we were, it's a card-based game, again, we'll talk about it more, but you opened it up, and you were like, dang, these cards feel good. Yeah. Like, literally, first reaction to opening up the box that the cards came in. Yeah, and you don't, I I don't feel like you should have to buy, like, a game that is, like, this overly complicated, in-depth, three-hour playthrough game to feel like you're getting your money's worth with a game, right? Mm-hmm. That That's like a goofy four-player set collection game where you're laying cards down in sets and playing the same color card to get multiple cards out. and Just get points, basically. And, and it's just like a quick time kill, and it's fun because it's all coffee-based with really cool art in it. There's some tea in there. Yeah. Caffeine. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like it just feels good, right? Even though the cards aren't like the regular size, like playing uh, uh, playing cards, like mm-hmm. uh, they're a little smaller, but it feels good. So yeah, I don't feel like I'm gonna rip them in half when we <laughs> shuffle. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason you want the parts to the components to feel good and feel sturdy is because the amount of times you can play the game again might it rest solely on if the components can can take it, right? Like mm-hmm. we have, we were talking about card protectors and one of the games that we've talked about before called uh, Love Letter, which is just a card-based game, we had to put protectors on them because the cards were starting to peel because we had played it so many times. And at some point it's like, I don't want to have to buy another copy of this game. I don't, yeah. That's not how I want to spend my money, to buy a second copy of a game that I've already purchased. Yeah, and, and we can almost understand it's like if it's, a game you've owned for years and you know it's worn out from just overuse because it's a party game or something like that like mm-hmm. that makes sense but it's also it's unforgiving when it just it feels like it, it, it you printed it out on like your printer at home well yeah it's also like maybe when i first bought this game i should have scanned it into my computer so i could just print it off myself when the pieces go to shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. like maybe i should have just bought extra card stock so i could print it off at home i don't like that feeling nope um an- another thing that like a good component can do for a game is just it makes the game easier to understand right if you mm-hmm. have something like uh, a placemat where you don't have to guess how the developers wanted you to set a game up mm-hmm. or place things around a table or space things out um, we play like a whole bunch of different just straight up card games and it doesn't have a play mat. Right. Or they realize that they fucked up and in, you know, subsequent prints now release mm-hmm. a, a play mat with it. And it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to pay more money to convenience myself when you didn't have the foresight to do this in the first place. Yeah. One of the big ones actually is Machi Koro. Now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. there's a whole big mat for that game because of how many cards sit on the table that now there's this whole mat that lays out exactly what should lay in each spot and that I find that very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the only shit part about that is the fact that like the way that they sold the mat was it's like now foam. Yeah. So it's like how would you ever fit that in a box to begin with? But even if you had like a just a regular fold out playing board mm-hmm. that was just like a hard oh, yeah. cardboard and it would just made it more practical because again you have to like set this fucking like sprawling landscape of a game all mm-hmm. over your table to make it spaced out for four players, everybody could see it and all this stuff like where it's just like that would have solved a very simple problem. 
Yeah, definitely. And um, another one is uh, Seven Wonders Duel, because basically in Seven Wonders Duel, maybe even in, in the original Seven Wonders, so Duel is the two-player version of a larger game, mm. just called Seven Wonders, obviously. And I can't, it's been so long since we played the original game that I don't remember 100% how mm. that was set up. But basically you have all of these cards set up in almost a pyramid type shape and it tells you, you basically have to like follow the rules in the rule book step by step to understand which cards are face up, which cards are face down, one row, two row, three rows, how many cards in each row. It's very cumbersome. And then certain cards have to lay on top of other certain cards and it's like, it's, it's laborious to have to just lay all that shit out and then it's confusing because if you don't do it in a way that when you're picking up certain cards that gain you access to cards that are underneath them you could fuck it all up especially when you can't pick up a card off the table to save your damn life and that drives me nuts because one of the bonuses of me not biting my nails anymore is that i should be able to you know pick things up off tables and i can't do it i know I, I suck. Sometimes I just sit and watch you suffer until you actually ask me to help you. That's true. And then I bend the cards and I feel like an asshole. Yeah, you're ruining our components. Yeah. God, you're the worst. Um, then we could talk about pretty and practical. Yes, this is, my, th- this is one that I feel strongly about because I've said it before, how much I, how important it is to me that components and the game itself are pretty. I like to look at pretty things. Uh, but I also don't feel like I should have to sacrifice pretty things for practical things. Yeah. And so we were, you know, you don't want to feel like you're stuck between choosing something useful and choosing something that's cooler to look at. Um, like sometimes you'll see different games, you know, if you buy a more expensive version, almost in the same way that you would buy a more expensive version of a video game to get cooler looks Mm -hmm. and cooler... What's the word? Like skins? Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, Like sometimes you might pay more to have access to those. I don't feel like I should have to pay more in a board game for that. Because board games are works of art in their own way. Yeah. If I wanted to use my imagination, go and play D&D. Right? exactly. that's, That's the difference between like doing like tabletop RPG stuff versus like hey, this board game is themed with a certain kind of skin and it has the artwork and all this stuff, cool. But if everything is like 100% two-dimensional and it's Mm -hmm. flat and all this other shit, like why don't you just like tell me how to play the game and I'll make my own components and you could, I'll pay you five bucks. Like Yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, you were showing me this one game um, that was on a Kickstarter where um, one of the upgrades to the game was going to be like your the first the original game came with this cardboard piece that was printed and beautiful. It was like a dice tray that you yeah. roll stuff into. Yeah, and the initial version of the game came with this printed cardboard version of the dice tray. But if they got so many backers or so much money or whatever the fuck it was, it would be like a three D printed uh, version of that dice tray. But it was just gray, and it looked like one big gray turd. Yeah, it's like, ooh, uh, com- completely paintable. And I'm like... I'm not painting it. I'm yeah. not doing that. That's Hey, we're, we're not here to bash somebody's artistic... Uh, no, if you can paint it, good for you. We can't fucking do that. No, I'm not. That's that's not a hobby I care to uptake. Yeah, we will, this, this hobby is expensive enough. I do not need to learn how to paint components. Yeah. So if you have the patience for that... I don't know. Good on you. It's not for me. That's for sure. And that's why I don't feel like it should be an expectation. And you know what? If something comes unpainted, I just feel like there should be a like a discount for the amount of work that somebody else has to put into painting that shit. That's true. That's obviously not going to happen. But I would pay more for some pieces. I know I think we have this, this as a thing to talk about later. But like, I would pay more to have somebody paint it something to have it come painted for me. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. 100%. Just so it's prettier. Even if, yeah, because there's like, there's certain games that still come with like um, miniatures that are painted, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. Betrayal at House in the Hill. Like the character miniatures that come in the box are painted. Mm-hmm. Like, so why should it be that complicated? Also, we know that like some miniature games could get stupid expensive. Right. But at the end of the day, like, 
learn to price out your stuff better for how people are going to buy things because nobody's going to spend $200 on stuff that's half finished, nor should they. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, I I guess we would kind of go over some of our, our favorite games in our collection and stuff that we played that just have really cool components. Yeah, I feel like the first game that came to mind for me when thinking about games with good components is uh, Dragon Castle. And I know we've talked about this game before, but it's basically a Mahjong variant. Um, and all of the tiles are very, like, uh, old-school Domino's-style tiles. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very heavy for such little pieces. And they don't have stickers, right? Everything There's on no it is, like, stickers. printed directly yeah. onto the tile. Um, you'd have to work real hard to, like, fuck it up <laughs> or scratch it. Or, like, get the design off of it. Yeah. I, you'd probably have to take, like, sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, and even that would be a lot of work. Like Or, like, just straight up wear and tear might scuff them a little bit over time. But, like, we've played that a ton. We've never had issues mm-hmm. like that. And also, the game, one of the other pieces that the game comes with are these, um, like, roof tiles. They're not, t- I'm using the word tiles in a way that's not doesn't make sense but they're basically like these little caps that go on top of a a stack of tiles Mm -hmm. and even those are really high quality like they're almost like a a rubbery feel like they know they're not just plastic yeah they're not like shit 3d printed things yeah like even that part of the game which isn't even a it's not even like a strong component yeah of the game like it's not a strong aspect of play but it matters a lot to me that they don't feel cheap yeah I would say the only bummer about that game is like the play mat that it sits on because mm-hmm. it's a little it's a little flimsy, but just the tiles alone make it good to like move stuff around on the board. Mm-hmm. And that, like and that's like one of the things we're talking about too, like components, like things like you can have a great game and if there's not like a tactile aspect to your game, if it's just card based and you're laying stuff down, yeah, the feel of the cards matter. But like with components and if it's like, you know, your game is trying to you know, play with certain kinds of verticality like Dragon Castle and a few other games that we have. You want things to look good when you pick them up and move them. You want dice to feel good when you roll them. You want, mm-hmm. you know, a spaceship on a board to look cool when it's moving around. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, the most expensive thing. Nothing ever has to be, like, solid pewter or made of fucking gold. Pewter? Yeah, I don't know. That's the first thing that came to your mind? I don't know. <laughs> well, since you mentioned um, spaceships... Another game that we just recently added to our collection uh, is called Space Park, and fucking love this game. It's badass, and um, it has three little spaceships that you move around the board, and they're they're like what two inches tall? Yeah, two or three inches tall. Yeah, and I mean, I don't even know what it's made out of. Just some sort of hard plastic. But, like, there's this really cool design on it. So, like, you're, you pick it up and you move it around and it really does look and feel like a spaceship. Yeah. And then it's a modular board, so it changes every time you play. But, like, even the card stock on the board is good. Mm-hmm. You have different kinds of uh, gems that feel good picking up. And, yeah, the gems feel real good. And collecting. And, yeah, it's just, like, to me, like, that's, like, one of the, the more solid games we picked up with not a huge price tag. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's only, like, a 30-minute game and it's not super complicated. There's not – it's – I would say it's like pretty low in the complexity scale mm-hmm. for things that we play in general, but it just feels good to have. You open it up and you don't you don't feel like you've been ripped off or taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's gorgeous too. Yeah. Uh, another one too, Sagrada, which is just different colored dice, laying them down to build a like a mosaic. Yeah, I think one of the best. Or like a stained glass, a not stain. mosaic. Yeah, you're thinking of Azul. Yeah, my bad. We'll get there. Um, one of the best components to me of Sagrada is the basically you have this thing that looks like a church window in front of you, um, but then you're able to slide a design in and out of the bottom, and then on top of it, it gives you like basically like a tray, and each die fits into one little window, one little square mm-hmm. to make up your design. So your dice don't move around and get out of place because of the way that they just fit snugly right into yeah. that little piece. Does like that make tra- sense? Yeah, when you're trying to play. Like, so the window that you have is going to correspond to different colored die that you could play. And as you're placing them down, they fit into their own little space that like 
doesn't like snugly fit, but it prevents it from moving around. So if you're going to place another die next to it, it's not going to fuck up your whole board if you bump into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, another one that we have uh, that's a lot like Dragon Castle is Saikatsu. That it's essentially just poker chips. Yeah. But they're not. There's no stickers on them, right? Everything's mm-hmm. printed right onto the disc. It, uh, it plays on the board, and like it just feels good to have them in your hand. Yeah, it it really is like when you're playing it. You and I will sit and we'll play with whichever one is in our hand. We'll both we'll shuffle through them. Mm-hmm. We both do it. Like we're just like high stakes poker players. As we're playing a game about being the most zen. Yeah. <laughs> Some bullshit. Logically. Um. Another one that we got recently, well, not recently, it's been a while, but Bosque, which is like all nature themed and bullshit like that. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful game, but what? The, put, well, you mentioned earlier that uh, when we oh, were talking earlier about putting it together. Yeah. I mean, the components in Bosque are great uh, once you put the whole game together. Um, so in Bosque, you have these trees that you're that you're trying to basically grow in your forest, essentially. Hmm. Um, but the trees are three-dimensional, right? So they stand up on the board. And so for them to do that, um, I had to punch out two pieces for one tree and then fit them together. They, like, slid into each other mm-hmm. um, so that it became a base that had, like, a crosshairs. Yeah. So it could stand up on the board. That took a while. Yeah, because to it, do that. Uh, what, there's how many trees per player? I think there are eight trees by four players. Yeah, so it's like 32 trees you're having to build to put. 64 pieces I had to punch out Mm -hmm. and then connect them all together. Yeah. It's 100% worth it in this game, but it, it's one of those games where it's like you get really, you, I was really excited to play it and then I started opening the box and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to spend two hours putting this together before we can actually play. That's like one of the, the bummers of like a game like that that's trying to bring verticality Trying to bring, like, a texture to a what's mm-hmm. normally just, like, a, a flat hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Tabletop gaming is just cardboard and other shit. But when you're trying to build it up to make it look cool, make it look enticing while you're putting stuff down, try to be conscious of making it work for people like us. Because, mm-hmm. again, we don't design board games. I'm not going to tell people how to, how to do things like that. But just keep in mind, like, sometimes... If you're opening up something new and you're excited to play it, it literally can be a chore. Um, and what brings that to mind for me is Potion Explosion. Mm-hmm. Pretty much to the way it's, to me, it feels like bejeweled on a tabletop. Mm-hmm. But you're picking marbles out of a tray that has like a whole bunch of different columns. You grab the marble, you're trying to have chain reactions of other marbles to collide, and then you take those resources. Great feel. You grab the marbles mm-hmm. that you grab can sit onto different, uh, like like placeholders. Yeah, for the marbles. But when we took everything out, we punched everything out. The tray that holds the marbles itself is so flimsily fucking made <laughs> that I w- I was like looking up online. And I was like, why does this thing suck so bad? Right. And it's like, oh, everyone's like, yeah, this thing's janky as fuck. Just super glue it together. And then it took an hour. Super gluing this thing together to where it's like, yeah, it'll never come apart again. It doesn't really need to come apart if it's in the box assembled. But to be able to hold like weighted marbles like that, I want to roll something in mm-hmm. to make it feel like I'm not going to just like. It's not going to collapse on you. Yeah. Which the marbles in the game, I'm really glad that those marbles feel as quality as they do. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise that game just would be so much less interesting and a lot less fun to play. Because the marbles make the real classic like marble clinking sound when the explosion quote-unquote happens and i don't know i just i i like that component of that game a lot yeah um azul kind of fits into the same thing we were talking about with like laying tiles down and how things feel good not having stickers on them um but there's an expansion that solves a problem they had as well yeah um they basically had azul came up with this expansion where it's basically like a tray that sits on top of the board so that your tiles don't move around. Like we were just talking about fat fingers moving <laughs> moving pieces around. Um, and so Azul solved that problem by conveniently trying to sell us something else. Yeah. And like I totally, 
I like the idea of it, but I don't know that I'm spending 20 extra dollars. Just to upgrade something you have Mm -hmm. to make it more practical. Yeah. And that's a game, too. It's like if you just, like, fat finger the fucking board and slap the shit (laughs) off and don't remember where it was, you just ruin the whole game. Yeah. You might as well start over. Yeah. Or just put it away Mm because nobody wants to do it. Just get mad at yourself (laughs) and just, like, this is a complete waste of my time. Yeah, a little bit. One of the games that I actually think has the best components out of our collection is Parks. Yeah. I think the components in that game are some of the best out of any game. The cards are all real thick, and that's the least interesting part of the entire game. <laughs> uh, because a lot of the the pieces, like the the different resources that you pick up in the game, they all have very intentional and like deliberate shapes to them. They're all very... They're wood components. They're wood components. They're all... It's not even like they're painted because they're not, but they're like... If it's if you're picking up water, it's a blue water drop. Yeah. Made out of wood. Mm-hmm. Right? And it just... It feels good. And like there's fire. I think there's fire. Or I think it's the sun. The sun yeah. is what is actually in the shape mm-hmm. of the sun. And it's great. <laughs> and then there are the wilds. And the wilds in the game are the, some of the coolest pieces because they're all just different animals. Yeah. Uh, because the whole game is about being in nature. So. And that's like, and that's why when we talk components, or it's like, it doesn't have to be like this big game changer for the game, right? It could be something that just feels unique. It has a special touch. Um, or it fits in with the theme. Exactly. Of the game. And yeah, like everything there, even like the like the, the little hiker meeples mm-hmm. look cool. The hiker meeples are fucking sick. You know, and then the uh, the card stock of collecting the different parks and the mm-hmm. size of the size of the cards are great because then it displays the artwork in a really pretty way. And do you remember one of the heavy duty heaviest duty pieces that come in that game? Well, it's the fucking first player token, which is so yes. fucking stupid. It's the best first player token out of them all. Because remember, first player changes in that in rounds in this game. Yeah. So it actually does. It actually does matter. Yeah. When like most games are like, oh, first player hurt or I don't know for one of the players who last saw a fucking ghost. Like, it, like some of this <laughs> shit like, it literally doesn't matter. It's like, oh, last person who like went to the bottom of the ocean and came back alive. Like nobody gives a fuck. But it, it does actually matter. Yeah, in that this actually game. matters. But most of the time, but it looks like in this game, in parks, it looks like a. Like a forest ranger badge, badge, or like mm-hmm. a park ranger. That's park what I ranger meant. Badge. A park ranger badge, and it's metal. It's really heavy. If it's I threw painted, it at you, yeah. it would hurt. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that thing. Yeah, we want components that where if things get bad and we throw them at each other, we're we're chipping teeth, we're losing eyes, mm-hmm. we're replacing TVs. That's the kind of components we want. Mm-hmm. Anger components. Mm-hmm. Sounds on brand. But. Yeah, now that we're done being positive, well, I guess mm-hmm. uh, we, we didn't talk about Istanbul. Istanbul's cool shit, modular board, cool gems to touch. Resource, like, even the resource, um, resources are just cardboard, right? Yeah, actually. Yeah, but still, beautiful but it's, art. It's sturdy, though. Yep. And the then cardboard the, pieces are sturdy. And then the player discs are cool. Mm-hmm. But I think we had to put the stickers on those, didn't we? Mm-mm. No. No. Oh, wow. They came up? I think so. I know it has stickers. But. It's a long time ago, but <laughs> I think they are stickers, but we didn't have to put them on. Yeah. So, um, now that we've been, you know, overly positive uh, for, for the <laughs> most part, um, we want to go through, un- unfortunately, some games that we own that, while we enjoy playing, have some pretty shit components. Um, and before, I'm just going to make an over uh, over-encompassing statement. Any like we said, any game that has uh, unpainted miniatures, fuck you. Like, don't make. <laughs> we are not painters. I, you're making extra work for me. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, like, I, I know it kind of sounds judgy, but that's a lot of the times like why we don't go with miniature games. 100%. And they're expensive. And you know, n- not the route we usually go when it comes to spending money on games, but mm-hmm. they are expensive and unpainted. Yep. So, cool. Everything just looks like a gray blob on a board. And that's <laughs> that kind of takes it away from me. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I feel like you're generally more drawn to that than I am. But, 
I'm not interested in those kinds of games, generally speaking. Yeah, I mean, anyway. I, I like some of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the Dark Souls board game, which I won't... It's literally one of the only games I won't take out unless somebody who I know knows the rules really well. Or like a rule variant to where it's more enjoyable to play. Mm-hmm. And then just like, yeah, the components... The miniatures are really cool, but then it's in like this massive box that doesn't fucking fit anywhere. Yep. Yeah, so if anybody wants Dark Souls, let me know. We'll, <laughs> we'll make a deal. <laughs> And trust me, it'll come out in your favor. Yeah. But yeah, uh, one of the games that we bought kind of recently um, that doesn't have great components is Wayfinders. Um, in Wayfinders, you're basically trying to explore different islands. And you have to come up with with paths to get there. Everything else using planes. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, essentially you're trying to exchange... Re- you're going to different islands... You can either take the island's ability, which uh, costs you resources to be able to go to the island and do that ability, mm-hmm. or you can... Like, settle it. Like, settle the island, which now you control that island, mm-hmm. which grants you essentially passage to get from one place to another without having to expend re- uh, exp- mm-hmm. uh, spend resources to get around. Yeah, and the gameplay is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we very much enjoy the way this game plays. However, we were pulling it out of the box when we first bought it, and these little airplanes and the little tiles in this game feel like they could have been 3D printed by my nephew at school. Yeah, it's it just doesn't feel... The, the planes feel really cheap. Um, what are the little, uh, the little pieces that you put down to show that you've uh, claimed an area? What were those called? Runways. Runways, yeah. The little runways feel cheap. Oh, I forgot about those. And then yeah. you have like uh then you have uh resources that are just shown by different colored little discs mm-hmm. that feel like upgraded bingo pieces. Yeah, fundamentally I'm I'm okay with the fact that they're little discs that are just different colored. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like printed out in like a fancy way. Yeah, like I'm I'm totally fine that they're just solid, but these literally feel like they came with a Barbie that I got. When in like the second grade, like they feel like it should be Barbie's barrettes or something mm-hmm. in her hair. Yeah, and it was it was like a thirty or forty dollar game, and it wasn't anything complicated. Mm-mm. But the bummer is, is that like we bought similarly priced games with better components. So mm-hmm. it's just like uh, we understand what you're trying to do. We really like the concept that you came up with and the gameplay and the rhythm and everything is really unique. But but I feel like I could go to the library when libraries open back up and someday use the 3D printer at one of the city libraries and do they have 3D printers at the library? And some of them they do, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and we could go and print out better airplanes. And we than, could sell this back to them. Yeah, for real. Here, here we we'll give you this idea for a small fee. Uh, and with that kind of like cheaply made component, uh, we're gonna shit on a, a classic for a little while. Ticket to ride. Ugh, yeah. The game itself is fine, obviously. Like, they, they wouldn't be still making different versions of this game if it weren't fun to play and make board games accessible. But I fucking hate those plastic trains. They make that shitty, clinky sound. Yeah, ugh. Sounds like a cat toy. Mm-hmm. And the the de- the um the train cars. The tickets. Cards. The tickets. And the tickets, yeah. Like, they're like these small, shitty unshuffleable cards. Yeah, they're so small you that can, my hands can't hold on to the cards. So, and then you have to slap on the table and do that, like, little kid fucking shuffle of, like, mixing everything wow. up. The attacked. I'm feeling attacked right now when you say that. <laughs> you know that's how I do that. Sometimes. Coming for me. Yeah. But it just, it's like, you have this really nice board and you have a really unique concept that, you're, they're famous for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the gameplay of it is addicting and fun mm-hmm. and competitive but you mean to tell me like this game costs 40 or 50 bucks and has a shitty plastic trains yeah the, the sound of those trains i can hear it in my head <laughs> right now uh then we have a game called unearth unearth is interesting it's probably one of the most most unique games that we have mm-hmm. um you're trying to my brain just blanked on the rhythm of an earth. Um, it's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah. So in on Earth, you're you're trying to basically kind of the, the the thought is you're digging up an ancient civilization, and you're doing that by rolling dice 
to That's try right. and equal um, an amount on a on a landmark card. Mm-hmm. Landmark is not the word in the game. Um, the dice in this game are great because they are different sizes. You know, you have some D4s, you have um, D6s, and I think you have D8s in there too, don't you? Yeah, I think it's a, a D4, a D6, a D, and a D10. Yeah, I think that I think that's right. Um, but the dice feel great. And you know what? Even the cards that the game come with feel good. We bought, we like this game, so we bought the expansion. The expansion came with these miniatures that were painted. They looked very cool in the box. And, um, yeah, we started reading the rules for the expansion, and the only time you use these miniatures is when you play in solo mode. Yeah. Solo mode. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. Hey, uh, not shout, this game. shout out to all the people who play solo board games. This isn't for you. We apologize. And it's not about you. Yeah. It's about that. These miniatures are really fucking cool. They painted them. They look cool. They fit with the style of the game. But the only time you get to use it is when you're playing the game by yourself. Yeah. I mean, my my main gripe with um, Unearthed is the fact that you're... A rhythm of the game is that after you've completed um, getting these location uh, cards that you're all fighting for, you have these hexagonal tiles. Mm-hmm. And they're so tiny, there's no player mat to put things down. Right. As you're placing one on the table in front of you, things can get bumped into, things can get moved around, and there's just like no rhyme or reason as to how things could branch off in front of you. Mm-hmm. And just like, it makes it very convoluted for placing things down in front of you. Yeah. And it has no, like, defined player board. Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, one of the other games that actually kind of fits into how we were talking about Bosk, where you have to put things together to make it 3D, is uh, Steampark. Um, Steampark, the reason I think that Steampark, in terms of components, is worse than Bosk is because... The, the cardboard that we had to punch everything out of was so shit that, like, you'd punch something out and you would end up tearing. Yeah, I remember we ripped a few of the... Mm-hmm. So, so then in Steampark, um, we've talked about this before, but, like, you're building roller coasters in your own theme park. When we punched them out so that everything can stand up and be 3D, uh, they, they weren't perforated enough. And so you'd punch it out and then it would just rip off a small portion of the roller coaster artwork. Mm. And it's like, I just spent $45 on this and you couldn't even peripherate this cardboard so I could punch it out. <laughs> it made me very mad. Yeah, and it sucks too because it's like now you've permanently ruined something mm-hmm. that you spent money on. Yeah, definitely permanently ruined. <laughs> yeah. So that part kind of sucks. Yeah, and then uh, just a quick shout out to Ancient Worlds because great game. Have a lot of fun playing it. We mm-hmm. just played it recently. We just played it an hour ago. Yeah. But the fact that we had to put stickers onto every single fucking token in that game. The front and the back. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, didn't fucking matter. No, we only needed one side. Yeah. We did not need both sides. Nope, but we did it because we it's what they told us to do. And I mean, it looks good, but you can tell we're, like, we're not perfect, right? So mm-hmm. laying down some of the stickers, you're better at doing it than I am. I mean, I did all of them, so... Yeah, but like, and that's why it's just like I won't even fuck with stuff like that. But nobody's perfect, right? Like things are gonna sit on edges, mm-hmm. and or that, like wrap around the side when it wasn't supposed to, just because I don't know. I had too much coffee before doing half of it, so I was shaking. Yeah, as I was trying to get it just perfect, and then still fucked it up. And in that game, there's no components that are like seriously unique. You know, it's not any more creative print-wise than most other games that we have. The complexity of it, sure, it's a big game. Oh, yeah. The gameplay is fantastic. Yeah. And it's a long game, very strategic, very multifaceted, but like some of the components, like having to having to do work once I spent money on your game and you made money off me and now mm-hmm. I have to do more work, especially like tedious stuff, right? If you could punch something out or if things kind of stay together for the most part, like in Bosque, Mm-hmm. It's like once it's together, I'm not taking it apart again. It's good to go. Exactly. But like to have to do that, or if you fuck a sticker up and it's now like, oh great, now mm-hmm. now you're just reminded of you having to do work and you have jacked it all up. Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of leads into uh, what we're playing. Oh yeah. Uh, because we did literally just get done playing uh, the Ancient Worlds 
um, about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I was reteaching you the entire time we were playing. Yeah, I don't know and why. you still fucking beat me. Yeah. Not not a good win. <laughs> well, it, it was like I, I was trying something new out and a new strategy. And I felt like I was messing myself up every step of the way. Because I'd realized that I would you would do something and I would take the turn. And then I realized I should have done something different. And then you're like, oh, I'll do that instead. And I was like, fuck. That's exactly what I should have done. <laughs> and literally, I, I won by sheer luck because you... you did win by sheer luck. Because you rolled some dice and some titan fucked your city up. And, and that, negative, the, right at the end, is when it fucked me up. Yeah, and the negative points made you lose. But not a good win for me. Enjoy the game, but I was just very <laughs> mad at myself for my strategic fuckery. Yeah, well, you still won, so fuck you. There's that. We talked about Space Park. Um... That's a brand new one. Probably saw us posting about it on Facebook or uh, Instagram. Beautiful game. Amazing components. Literally just flying around a, uh, um, it's like a a loop, right? Mm -hmm. So there's seven different destinations you can go around with spaceships. The spaceships that are on the board, nobody owns, right? So Mm -hmm. they occupy different spaces at different times during gameplay. Whatever space the uh, spaceship is occupying is an action you could take. Mm-hmm. Then once you're done taking that action, the spaceship moves to the next available spot on the board. And then you can manipulate the spots by playing certain different, uh, certain... Uh, a fast travel pass is what yeah. you can use. You could do stuff like that. And then essentially... You're trying to buy, quote unquote, badges, because mm-hmm. um, those have the, the victory points yep. on them. First player, 20 victory points. And it starts the end of the game. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a great game. I know we already talked about it, but like, it's a really cool game. Yep. So glad we picked it up. Stumbled upon it yeah, just while randomly. looking for a different space game. Yeah, and I felt I felt kind of bad because when we picked it up, we're like, oh, you know, we had grabbed like a really big game, a smaller game, and it's like, well, we're already here. You know, hashtag pandemic shit. We're not coming back here for a little while. Want to you know make this a solid run? So we got one really big game. We got. A smaller game. Want to get something mid-size. Mm-hmm. So, mid-size. Sounds like we're shopping for cars. <laughs> that's how it is sometimes, though. Like, you know, like... And I know. We bought one big game. Um, we bought one small, under $20 game. And then the mid-size game right in the middle. Yeah, and I felt bad because we were asking the uh, shop uh, shopping boys. We're like, oh... We don't. We don't have any. We don't have too many space games, space themed things. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you suggest? And they're like, oh, well, there's this one that's really cool called Space Base. And she went on and talking about it. She's very she excited. Was super stoked about that game, and, and then, it did sound cool. And then we're like, nah, fuck you. We went with this. Other, <laughs> went with this other game. But we wouldn't have found Space Park if it weren't for her, because at this particular store, they were all, all the games are in alphabetical order. Yeah. So I was putting Space Base back, and I was like. Ooh, Space Park. <laughs> yep, so we wound up with that. And uh really solid game. Mm-hmm. You should grab it if uh, you're looking for something that's light and not complex and you're trying to learn something and new. And pretty, yes. But yeah, we also, yesterday we started Pandemic Legacy, finally. That was yeah. the big game we picked up on that, that trip to the game store. Uh, proud to report that we won the first month of the game. Um, yeah. We have succeeded in the month of January. Yep. So proud of that. Yeah. Uh, legacy games, we could talk about this, I guess, as we play more down the road with subsequent shows. This is the only legacy game that we've ever played, and we're only one game in, so we're not really experts on this yet. No, but it goes against everything that we know about board games. Because in the first game, it's like, oh, it's it, if you've ever played Pandemic, it's literally, you have to travel around a board. Uh, each person has different roles on how you can move and how you can um, hold different cards. But essentially, you're trying to eradicate four different. You're trying to cure four different diseases: blue, yellow, red, and black. And with pandemic, like the legacy game, starts out with a bit, that basic objective. Yeah, I mean the the first game played very similarly to a regular game of pandemic. With a few modifications. But then it's like, oh, if you have two, after your first or second outbreak, it's like, oh, rip the main objective card <laughs> off. And I'm like, what? 
the fuck did you say to me? It was like it was offensive a little bit. It was like, what the fuck did you say to me, Booba? <laughs> yeah, uh, literally, I stood, I sat at the table with the card in my two hands, and I was like, I said to John, I was like, should I rip it? You want, you want, you really, you want me to rip it? And I sat there, and I was like, it said, that's what it said to John do. John said it said to rip it, and I was like, and I ripped it, and I was like, I broke it. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah, and it's like, oh, right on the board. I was like, you motherfucker. Yeah, Are you kidding I, I me? I took a pen yeah. to the board. Mm-hmm. Who, I felt like a child. Yeah, the uh, first disease that we were able to eradicate in the uh, first game was called, we had to name it, so we named it Rich Sucks. So that's good. <laughs> Fuck you, Rich. Um, and yeah, like just putting different stickers on shit as you're doing st- different mm-hmm. stuff. It's and like defacing your own game. You had to like name your... Name Character. your characters. Yep. So yeah, it was it was cool. It was it's de- if you're a big fan of Pandemic, it's definitely worth it. I feel like it played really well with two people, even though that Legacy game mm-hmm. could play up to four. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like you could add more folks in if other people are around if you wanted to. Yeah, like if you start with two people or if you start with four people, you can lower or increase the number mm-hmm. based on who's around to play. That that really shouldn't change too many with, things. I thought that was cool. I didn't realize that. I thought you had to play with the same people. Mm-mm. Well, yeah. Now I know. Yeah, and it's cool too because you could decide to like level up characters, or you have end game bonuses if you didn't completely fuck yourself in the first game. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, we talked a little bit about Caffeine Hit as a game that we're playing. Um, we hadn't. Uh, we'd had this game for a while. It was a birthday present for you. Yeah. Uh, back in December, and we just hadn't gotten around to playing it. And when we were feeling like we didn't have anything quick and easy to play, we gave this a go. So basically, in this game, you're trying to be the most caffeinated uh, out of the two. Out of, well, I guess for us, it's two players, but you can play I think up to six people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically just you have five cards in your hand. You can lay down cards of the same color, either. Um, in front of you, or sometimes there are negative points that you can play on your opponents. And it's it's a very cleverly drawn game. The artwork is hilarious. Um, the iced coffee is a hipster, obviously. It's very cool. Um, but one of my favorite parts about this game is when you play cards on other people. Um, they're not they're not caffeinated beverages, obviously. Like hot chocolate. Yeah, the hot ch- me playing hot chocolate. In front of John, just, it's like, haha, sucker, uh, enjoy the hot chocolate. And it's just, it's a very entertaining, it, it has no right being as much fun as yeah, it is. It's goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the last game that we busted out recently that we picked up, which was the... The small game. The small game. Not a light game, but a small game mm-hmm. called uh, Fox in the Forest Duet. Um, if you don't know anything about trick-taking games, um, go, go look it up. We're not going to explain trick-taking to you, because... I mean, trick taking is kind of like when you, if you've ever even just played hearts mm-hmm. or spades, games like that are all trick taking games. Yeah, and it's a co op trick taking game, so uh, it it's almost like um, a competitive. It's a cooperative tug of war. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to have, you're trying to collect different things around a um, a symmetrical board, mm-hmm. and if I win a trick, the the pawn moves in one. Sp- it, X amount of spaces in one... Towards you. Yep, towards me. And if I win the trick, then it comes back towards me. And you're trying to collect gems on different spaces. And if it goes off the board in either direction, there's penalties. If you don't collect enough gems over the course of the game, you lose. So... Yeah, we haven't won yet, but I've had a good time losing, so... Yeah. I feel like like co-op games, you shouldn't win all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. There has to be some sort of challenge, some sort of uh, strategery. Strategery. So... But yeah, I mean, we don't have it on our list, but we also, when we talk about what we're playing, we have been, we have referenced video games that we're playing. Yeah. So we've been playing Deep Rock Galactic. Nailed it. Is that the title of that yeah. game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this game is a pretty good fucking time. You, yeah, you should describe it because you're the one who was passionate about us playing this game. Yeah, so. it's a first player, it's a first person shooter. You're, spe- you're essentially, uh... Uh, space mining uh, dwarves. Obviously. Yeah. And you're going on different missions, collecting gems and different rocks and shit like that, fighting space bugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. My big question to John earlier this week was, 
so do we ever win this game? Like, does it ever end? And John was like, should probably find that out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a, it has a pretty good gameplay loop. It's up to four-player co-op. You just literally uh, hop on like a dropship. It brings you into a cave. Mm-hmm. Each different class has different abilities to be able to like light up a cave better or shoot up platforms to reach different uh, mm-hmm. um, different like things you're mining, like gold or the different uh, components. Um, but yeah, it's a really good time. The level, the leveling up is very dynamic and, good. and cool. You can customize your dwarf pretty good with a solid ass beard. Totes. Yeah, so that's what we've been playing. That and still Call of Duty when we want to shoot motherfuckers in the face. Yeah. Something we're really good at. We're not bad. Yeah, we're sure. Ba- other people carry us for the most part. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, I'm I'm terrible at it, so that's fine. You know who you are, and we thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with that being said, uh, where you can find us is, uh, you know, all over the fucking internet to re-exist. Yeah, we're on the Spotify yeah, we're on Spotify, we are on uh, Google Play Music, we're on Stitcher for Android, and Apple Podcasts. Totes. So if you uh, found us on one of those, thanks. Gold, gold star. Put it up in your fridge. Your parents may, might love you. It's not for us to say. Nope. Or if you want to kick it old school, go to boredtodeathpodcast.com. There you can find uh, pictures of us um, playing shit. Sometimes cats. Sometimes cats playing shit. Yeah. And we also have a whole list of all of our board games, which we actually need to update now that we've been to the store. Um, you can find a whole list of board games there. And yeah, that's there. Board to Death Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And that's it. We should be more excited about plugging the stuff at the end of the show. It's really boring. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's like one of those things. It's like, yeah, it's what you're supposed to do because you have podcasts. Here's it's the like, thing. If people keep listening at this point, good for them. Because for me, when I listen to podcasts and they tell me where to find them, I just fast forward to the end of it just so it'll go away from my podcast. So if you're still here, cool. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> yep. You got to experience this moment with us. So. Yep. Sorry. Well, with that being said, until next time, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And this is how we roll.